Welcome to Growing in His Word. I'm Pastor Joseph. God bless you guys, man. Listen, last week we talked about the relief to Judea and the Konania and the fellowship together. Isn't it marvelous how we believers can grow together and have a relationship with Christ and build each other up? It was about encouraging one another, and that's what it's about. Listen, this week we want to talk about Herod and the violence to the church, and we could see how how the elders were handling themselves, but we could see the first of the 12 disciples to die, and it's James. He was the first of the 12 to die for the sake of the gospel, and, and basically he was stabbed, put to death with a sword because he was a believer, and, and you know, we must understand that sufferings are going to happen. Matthew chapter 20 talks about the sufferings and verse 23. And so, you know, it was evident. We believers, we got to stick together and continue to pray together and love one another. And that's what I talked about last week. Listen, Herod is on the move, man. And he's upset. Listen, the gospel is growing. It's, it's, it's reaching out to the world. The enemy, Satan doesn't want the gospel to keep going. So he's using, he is using, the devil is using Barnabas, uh, not Barnabas, he's using Herod to lash out at the Christian believers. And, you know, Josephus called him the tribe of Christians. And so he was a Roman, he was a, you know, a Roman historian. But basically, it was the way. This is what messianics were called the way because Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And Herod is trying to destroy the way because he knows the way is eternal salvation through Jesus Christ. He doesn't want that. The devil's using him. Listen, is there somebody in your life today or something in your life that's hindering your growth in Christ? Well, I'll tell you this, my friend. Listen, Jesus Christ can stop that block and and, and you can enter a relationship that is full of joy and full of excitement, but you got to make that move. And listen, we're going to talk about that today in in chapter 12. And even myself, as I'm under the weather with these allergies, I'm going to continue through the persecution of these allergies (laughs) in my voice and these pollen in the trees. Uh, We're going to keep going, man, in the name of Jesus. Listen, Herod, the king, is Herod Agrippa, okay? The nephew of Herod uh, Antipius, who murdered John the Baptist and the grandson of Herod the Great. Listen to this. Who had the children of Bethlehem put to death in search for Jesus. Remember the Herod? But Herod was not a Jew, but he was an Edomite. Okay, so the Jews resented the fact that Herod knew it. And so James was the first disciple that was killed by a sword under the persecution of this guy. And we see in chapter 12, verse 1, it says of the book of Acts, Now about that time, Herod the king stretched out his hand to harass some from the church. And we see that today. Listen, we see the harassment today in the church. And sadly, you know, we don't get the, the 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 respect that we need today. But you know what? Listen, God knows what's going on, and there's a reason for it. 
And because he died, James, we can see the actual Bible tell us that he was delivered um, from this earth to Jesus. But why was Peter's life spared while James' life was taken? And we see that today in not only the church, but we see that in life. People say, listen, why was my, you know, my sibling taken or my parents or this or that? Or my, or why was my wife? Or my, why was my husband? Why was this? Why, why, why? Those are good questions. Why? I'll explain to you. Because Jesus Christ, God is a good God, but he's wise. And we can trust that what he allowed to happen to our lives is part of his wise plan for the good of all his people. And so we need to place our complete trust in the goodness of God and we can find true peace in that. And so God is in control despite any appearance to the contrary of this verse. And Jesus is there saying, look, I'm, I'm allowing it to happen for a reason. So, you know, don't be bitter. Don't be upset. Rejoice in the sufferings because we are getting ready for heaven. Jesus Christ bought us with the blood on the cross. He died for us so that we can believe and receive and go to heaven and live for eternity. It's not about us. Listen, we talked about that last week. It's not about us. But what it is about is the time where Herod, the king, stretched out his hand to harass some from the church. Then he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And verse 3 says, And because he saw that, it pleased the Jews. Well, of course they want him dead. They want to stop the message too at that time. They, had a, they didn't want anybody to have the message of hope which was Jesus Christ, died for us on the cross. And we're not to be ashamed of that because that is our right as a human being. We have a right to believe in the Messiah freely without persecution. This is a blessing. We have this right in America. Listen, some countries don't. Some countries beat you with a stick. They beat, you, they beat you over with a cane stick because you get caught with a Bible. Some countries live underground, <clears throat> China, and some countries live sadly underground where they can't have God's word and they have to secretly listen and secretly memorize the Bible. Wow, amazing. This is what's going on today. We see the same thing happening in the book of Acts, that's happening now only in a more hidden way. And so we believers need to understand that we're going to be persecuted and it's going to happen, but we need to hold on to the faith. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. And God told me to tell everybody this today while I'm preaching this sermon. He said, don't get attached to the things of the world. Don't get attached to the things that will perish on this earth, that will rot away, that the moths can you know, get on and destroy. But keep your eyes on the prize, Jesus Christ. He wants to show you a different way. We are so conditioned by the television and the radio that we don't understand that it's about Jesus Christ working in our life, stirring our heart with the Holy Spirit and moving us to continue to be about Jesus Christ's business. That's what it's about. Despite the persecution, despite the hardship, we believers need to stick together. But some 
Non-believers don't want that, but that's okay. They need it, and we'll pray for them. Father, we come before you on this sermon, Lord. We ask that you speak, Holy Spirit. Your love comes through this, this radio, these waves. Father God, give me the wisdom. Give me your Holy Spirit today, Father, and teach this sermon in your name, Jesus. Amen. God bless you guys, and welcome to Growing in His Word. Listen, we talked about that. So here we are in verse 3 where it says, And because he saw, listen to this, he killed him with a sword. Listen to this. In verse 2 says, Then he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. You know that's got to hurt his brother. You know he's in pain. You know he's sick, sad. But you know he's rejoicing because his brother is in heaven with the Father. Amen? Amen. This body is temporarily, it's, it's you know, it's a tent. The skin, I mean, it's going to die, but our soul will live forever. We have eternal salvation in Jesus Christ. Church, believers, podcast listeners, you need to get ready for the coming of the Holy Spirit. You need to get ready for Jesus. He's coming. Listen, you need to be ready in season and out. That's what the Bible says. We got to be on fire and ready for Jesus. We got to get ready. Time's going by fast. And you may think, no, it's not. It will. It is. But Herod is a harasser. He can't, you know, they can't catch a break. And because he saw this, listen to this, John, he killed his brother with a sword. And because he saw that it pleased the Jews, Herod, Herod, you know, he proceeded to seize Peter also. So here he is getting arrested again. This is the third time, man. Third time's a charm. I mean, he's on parole already. He escaped the last one. <laughs> Listen, I don't know why things happen the way God wants to, but I know this as as a as a preacher, and uh, um, you know, people hit me up all the time, and they're like, "Why, why, why?" I know that God has a certain plan in a certain way. I don't know why I lost my cell phone the other day. And, you know, I mean, it just dropped, and I lost it, and I can't find it. I don't know why my cell phone's gone. I don't know what happened to it. Whoever has it can call friends all day. I'll, you know, but. <laughs> I don't know why, man. Things happen for God to accomplish his will in our lives, despite the trial or the or the, the attacks that come on us, man. But we don't know, man. But we know one thing. God's in control of every situation. And we need to sit and relax and realize that God is in control. And so... As we continue to understand that God's in control, we see that it pleased the Jews that he was, you know, they arrested Peter. And now it was during the days of the unleavened bread. So here we have another Jewish holiday. Uh, so when he had arrested him, he put him in, a, in the prison and he delivered him to four squads of soldiers to keep him intending to bring him before the people after Passover. They got they got guards right next to him, and he's chained up like a dog. They're like, they're not going to get this Hannibal Lecter out of Come on, he's, you know, they got him chained up. He's walking. I mean, he's, he's barely moving with these chains on him. Wow. For Jesus. 
chained up like an animal for Jesus. Well, I really think Jesus works if you got to chain somebody up because, <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, can you imagine four soldiers each side? I mean, this is a squad of soldiers of four men. Each of the soldiers worked three-hour shifts, man. And so both of Peter's wrists were basically chained, and he had a soldier on each side outside Peter's cell. And then there was two more soldiers that stood guard, like he was some high-ranking killer. Wow. All for Jesus? Amazing. Isn't that amazing? It's like that old TV show, That's Incredible. Wow. I mean, that's incredible. You know, I, I don't I don't understand. I mean, we, we see this today because people don't want to, they don't want to submit to Jesus Christ. They'd rather lock you up. It's easier to lock you up, you see, because it's harder to get on your knees and receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. This is the problem today, church. We see the persecution even in the church. Yes, phony baloney pastors wanting that fake donation money. We see that. But we also see a fake spirit in the churches today. We see you go into a church today and you see, oh, praise the Lord. And you really believe it's the Holy Spirit. But it's not. Because they won't duplicate members of the body. Meaning they won't spend that time discipling people, building them up as deacons or pastors and sending them out with money to help start another church. This is the problem today. It's all about me, me, me. You know, you have believers today and they don't want to put their work in for Jesus and submit to others who have Christ in them to build up the church. This is the problem today. We see it. Me, me, me. They want to be on this pulpit. Me, me, me. <laughs> and it's it's a different kind of world we're living in today. It's It's actually sad. And we see, you know, and you're thinking, well, what does this have to do with the Passover? What's this have to do with being arrested? What's this have to do? It has a lot to do with persecution. It's in a different form now. There's persecutions, but there's different forms of it. Holding someone's calling down is a form of persecution. When someone's called to preach the gospel, condemnation on somebody, constantly nicking and picking their sermons, not like mine, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying in general. Oh, is this what this is about? No, it's when we believers don't edify, we don't help one another and we pick on people and we don't help out. That's persecution. Listen, we got to stand up. We got to love one another, man. It's not about us. I, I Listen, it's not about us. It's about getting God's work and his grace and his mercy out there. And he's arrested, Peter. You know, I really believe today that prison cells would weed out fake Christians. No, seriously, if we lived in the past, during the time in the book of Acts when it was going, I really believe 90% of so-called believers would say, I'm out of here. And that's not good. So we need to chase those 90% fakers and show them our love and mercy. Amen. Peter's in prison. And he's, he's in prison because, you know, they arrested him because he loves Jesus. And so when he had arrested him in verse 4, he put him in prison and delivered him to four of the squads of soldiers to keep him intending to bring him before the people after Passover. They were celebrating uh, Passover. 
Pesach, and they don't want to bring it before that because they don't want to be disturbed. Oh, no. Not at all. Listen. Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayers was offered to God for him. So people were, believers were praying for him, and God listened. God listened to their prayers. Look, by the church, they were praying. The church was praying. And when Herod was about to bring him out that night, Peter was sleeping, bound with the two chains between the two soldiers, and the guards before the door were keeping the prison. And verse 7 says, Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him, and a light shone in the prison, and, 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 and a light shone in the prison, and he struck Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise quickly. And his chains fell off his hands. Then the angel said to him, Gird yourself and tie on your sandals. And so he did. And, and he said to him, Put on your garment and follow me. And so he went out and he followed him and he did not know what he, what was done by the, listen to this, by the angel. It was real, but thought he was seeing a vision. You know, he thought he was like, like beaten, beaten senseless and he was seeing things. So verse 10 says, well, when he, when they were past the first and the second guard post, they came to an iron gate that leads to the city, which opened to them of its own accord. Listen to this. And they went out and went down the street and immediately the angel departed from him. Listen to this, man. <laughs> it's so amazing. And when Peter had come to himself, he said, Now I know for certain that the Lord has sent his angel and has delivered me from the hand of Herod and from all the expectations of the Jewish people. Listen. He's saying, now he knows that God's will is in his life. That's why they prayed for him. And that's why this message is about God's will in your life. Pray. Ask God to show you. Peter was released for many reasons. Because God's mercy was upon him, number one. And number two, God had a plan for Peter to continue in the faith. While James was taken out, Peter was going to go forward. How do we know that James... Um, wouldn't have gotten sidetracked and, and left the faith like Judas. We don't know that. So God allowed things to happen for reasons. Things happen for a reason. And we don't need to be questioning God. And, you know, I get people to tell me, I can question God all I want. Well, go ahead. Have at it. You're going to be there a long time. We need to continue with the program. It's simple. Jesus Christ died for us. He has a plan for us, just like he has a plan for Peter. And Peter's arrested and spit right back out where he was before preaching God's word. Look, the gospel can't be chained, okay? Jesus Christ will not be chained. Peter cannot be chained. Our lives cannot be chained. We don't need to live in chains. We're free to go. All we got to do is walk out the door and leave, move on, serve others, preach God's word, and live in Jesus. Let them live in our lives. Don't be so uptight. Relax. It ain't the end of the world. God has a plan for us like he has a plan for Peter, and he tried to kill him, and he couldn't. Listen to verse 12. So he says, So when he had considered this, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John's, whose surname was Mark, where where 
Many were gathered together praying, and as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a girl named Rhoda came to, to answer. Okay? And when she recognized Peter's voice, because of her gladness, she did not open the gate, but ran and announced that Peter stood before the gate. She probably couldn't believe it. <laughs> she probably was like, oh, it's a setup. <laughs> probably got a knife to his gut. Open the door. We don't know. <laughs> it's funny, but but they said to her, you were beside yourself. Yet she said, kept insisting that it was so. So they said, nah, it's his angel. Because they knew his angel let him out. This is the third time, man. <laughs> it's amazing. And so Peter continued knocking. And when they opened the door and he saw him, they were astonished. But, but motioning to them with his hand to keep silent. They declared to him how the Lord had brought him out of the prison. And he said, go tell these things to James and to the brethren. And he departed and went to another place. Now, it's interesting because we see the trial, man. We see what happened. We see the situation in this section of the Bible and how powerful God is and how faithful God is and how faithful God is when we pray to him. It may not be what we want. Believers, listen to me. But when we pray, we ask God to reveal and he will. And God loves us. Listen, God will reveal every single thing to us that we need. And what's going on right now is Peter is on a mission to continue to get this gospel out. And that's what's most important. We can't stand by and do nothing for Christ. We got to get out there. Listen, I know it's hard. But Peter, he did it. We got to get out there. We cannot live alone. We must get out there in fellowship. Peter got out there. Peter survived. Peter did what God called him to do. And we need to do what God's calling us to do. Listen, persecution's going to happen. But we got to stay the course. We got to continue in the faith. We got to keep going. No matter what's going on, man. Bad news, good news. We got to keep going. Hey, we've known it, but now we not now we have to understand it and 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 release the drama in our own lives and, and lives of others and accept the fact that we one day will face God and we must give an account of what we've done for Jesus. And all I'm saying is. Herod's persecuting, but Peter is on a mission. And we need to be on the same mission. Don't give up. That's what I'm trying to say. Listen, don't give up in life. No matter what God calls you to do, don't give up. It's never too late. Don't give up. Continue in the faith and move on. Peter moved on and he was filled with the Holy Spirit. He didn't lack anything. He had Jesus in his life. Okay? And he trusted in Jesus. And, and God bailed him out again. But Herod was so angry with the people. He wanted to kill every believer. And so, you know, verse 18 says, And as soon as it was day, therefore was no small stir among the soldiers about what had become of Peter. But when Herod had searched for him, 
and not found him, he examined the guards and commanded and they should be put to death. They were responsible for their inmate, for their, and, and so he was so bitter and nasty and ugly, he killed the guards because Peter escaped. Amazing how nasty he was. And this is what we want to avoid. We don't want a nasty Herod heart. We don't want a heart like that. We don't want to get bitter like that. We don't want to be angry. We don't want, we need to trust in Jesus Christ with all of our heart and all of our might. We don't want to end up bitter like Herod and persecuting each other. That's the message. We've been delivered from Jesus for, I mean, to, you know, we've been delivered. Jesus delivered us. He's forgiven us. He's made us new so that we can tell others and relate the message and pass the torch. Some pastors don't want to pass the torch. They want to die with the torch. We need to build up believers and then pass the torch and move it. Move it. Because God is ready for us to move. This is what it's about. Move in the Holy Spirit. Continue in the faith because they did. And when we do this, God can accomplish his goal. Listen, God is in control of every situation and he knows it. I'm not going to sit here in this sermon and throw out millions of Bible verses because it doesn't make sense this time. It really doesn't. It's, it's quite simple. Off the couch, move for Jesus. Out of your car, Move for Jesus. Wherever you are, move for Jesus. But stand strong in the in God because you cannot be removed from heaven. You're a citizen of heaven. And Peter is smacking down the mark. He's made his point and he's continuing in the faith. Remember when he denied Jesus three times. And now he's moving. He's on fire for Jesus. And the angel, he's got an angel assigned to a man. It's like, so do you. Receive Jesus. Believe in Jesus. It's about Jesus. It's not about us. It's about Christ in us and how he can move in us. Jesus wants to move in us. Will we let him? That's the point. He wants to move in you. But we got to move with him. We have to say, yes, I want to move with you, Jesus. I want to follow you, Jesus. I want to love you, Jesus. I want to spend time with you, Jesus. That's the key. God will reveal everything to you. Just pray and seek. The disciples are being persecuted. The message is not going to be locked up, man. It's not going to be chained. The Bible is not going to be chained to the bumper of your car. No, man, it's not. Go to China. They've memorized it in their heart. Jesus Christ is real. And it's not my job to force somebody to, be, to believe. It's, it's my job to tell you that God loves you and he, has a, he wants to have a relationship with you. Jesus loves you. 
He doesn't, he's not a God of beatings. He's not a hurtful God. He's a loving God, a forgiving God, and a merciful God, and he's a graceful God. And you know what? You need to understand that Jesus Christ loves you, and no matter what you're going through, he wants to have a relationship with you. And I'll tell you that till the cows come home. Jesus Christ loves you. Peter paved the way for us. He carried the torch. The disciples gave him the torch. He carried it. Pastors, are you giving your torch to your congregants? Or are you lighting the torch and going to die with the torch? Cynthia, this is not the Olympics. Pastors, I'm talking to you now. Are you building up a team of believers to carry God's message to the next generation, to the next generation until Christ comes back? Hey, pastors, are you doing what God has called you to do? That's the question for you. You can do whatever you want to others, but you have to answer before Jesus Christ. Build up your body. Build up your believers. The money that comes into your body, build other churches. Move. Move. Go for Jesus. Stand for Jesus. I don't know who you are, but God knows who you are, pastors. Do what God's called you to do, not what you've called yourself to do. Father, we come before you, Lord. We thank you for this message, Father. Oh, it's a hard one, I know, Lord. But we have to understand, Father, that it's not about us. It's all about you. And your glory, Father, will not be shared with anybody else. Father, we thank you for this sermon, Lord. We thank you for this time. We ask now that you just bless the people who are being persecuted. Bless the persecuted churches. Bless the persecuted individuals. And Father, we thank you for what you've done on the cross for our sins, Jesus. Amen. And God bless you guys, man. We're going to continue next week. God bless you guys. Thank you for growing in his word.